Chapter Ten of An Irishman's Difficulties with the Dutch Language by Kewina Gwale. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Anna Simon. Chapter Ten, The Parcel Post. You will remember that the day I was at Simplex, I took some sketches. Well, I bundled these up along with some really exquisite watercolors that I purchased at an art shop, and I sent them to Ireland. Yes, I bought these pictures without pain. The vendor of these objects of art spoke perfect English. It was a delight to hear him. So pleased was I with my purchases that I hastened home, there and then, and, adding my own artistic treasures, made a little square package of it all from my aunt Rebecca in Connemara, Killary Bay, a place renowned for its beautiful sunsets and splendid salmon. My aunt is artistic. She herself used to draw when she was young and I knew that nothing would please her better, as a present from Holland, than a number of carefully chosen watercolours. Glowing with affectionate enthusiasm at the prospect of giving my aunt so agreeable a surprise, I made my way to the post-office and tried to send off my package. An obliging official addressed me in English. "'Oh, then,' he said, glancing at the address and weighing my bundle in his hand, "'this will cost you about six guilders, if it goes as a letter.' but if it is a book it will cost you two guilders and a half but as it appears to be neither a book nor a letter i should advise you to send it by paquet-post the cost will be under a guilder please fill in these papers and he reached me a dark red paper and a flimsy white one both of which were dotted all over with dutch and french hard words with spaces after them to be filled in i retired to a little desk and did my best stating that I, Jack O'Neill, aged so-and-so, sent one brown package of expensive watercolour pictures, some pencil sketches, and one pen-and-ink drawing, value unknown, to Miss Rebecca Fitzgerald O'Neill, Zonder Beroep, Warden Castle, Killary Bay, Ireland, on the 21st of August, 1900 and something. I added some other things here and there in the columns, and gave this report to the official, not in order he said politely you must put stamps on the package with wax stamps he added touching it all round sealed with sealing wax oh indeed i said sorry to give you so much trouble many thanks and i carried my bundle to a neighbouring stationer's the stationer was not at home and his temporary assistant was a youth that did not know english but I borrowed an Engels Holland's warden book from him and instituted a search for wax. After some little trouble occasioned by the words was and Honingrad, I settled down comfortably on the word luck, and then the stationer's boy and I got on quite nicely together. He helped me most willingly and made all sorts of suggestions. We secured a candle and constructed two great seals of red wax as if it was for the Lord Chancellor and I returned to the post-office triumphant. There was a new amptenaar on duty, the English-speaking one, having apparently gone to luncheon. "'Mag ik beleefd verzoeken?' I said. "'Zeker in orde?' "'Nee, meneer,' he replied. "'Volstrekt niet in orde. Er moeten vijf zegels op zijn. Vijf. The bundle seemed safe enough to go half round the world, but he knew the rules.' and I submitted accordingly, went back to the stationer, and put five more seals on the packet, thus making the number seven in all. On presenting my carefully prepared pakje 
in the post-office, I felt confident enough that it was right. Nu, meneer, het is zeker klaar? The functionary was also disposed to think that all was as it ought to be, and seemed at first to be satisfied. He nodded approval, and gave me a friendly official smile. But suddenly, as he was laying the curious object aside, his eye caught the seal I had used, and his face fell. The seal was a very simple affair, having been impressed from the back of a gilder, a beautiful new specimen that I was reserving for show when I should return to Trinity. Nee, meneer, he said sharply, helemaal niet goed. Het moet een werkelijk zegel zijn, met letters, uw naam. And he drew imaginary initials on the blotting paper with his thumb. Nee, maar, meneer, I exclaimed. Words failed to come to my relief. I could think of nothing to say but gunst, and in the circumstances this sounded too like a curse to venture upon. Presently, however, I recalled something under cover of which I could retire. Het spijt mij erg. Ik ben verbaasd. Dank u vriendelijk. I went away, sincerely regretting that I had begun this business at all. Fortunately, when I hunted up the stationer once more, the man himself was at home, and after infinite rummaging in remote drawers, he got me a seal with the letters N.J., which was a trifle like Jack O'Neill if you read it backwards. As that was the nearest approach I could get to my initials, and as no time was to be lost, we melted down another stick of red sealing wax and stamped the package over with seven gigantic seals N.J. I put on seven, though the official only demanded five, for I had an undefined fear that something would be wrong again. Meantime, the get-up of the parcel was growing more impressive and unusual. The effect of the big letters of the seal was especially fine, the red bundle now looking as if it were bound for New Jersey. Then, in fear and trembling, I made for the post-office again. My tormentor appeared to be appeased. Ah, yes, at last the letters were all right. Uitstekend, meneer, he said, and he quite beamed upon me. Nu de formulieren, alsjeblieft. Oh, the papers, of course. I had quite forgotten about them by this time. Fortunately, I hadn't lost them, so I handed him both documents. He took them up smiling benignly on the foreigner who had managed to surmount so many obstacles. But, alas, his satisfaction, and mine too, were of short duration. He frowned impatiently at the brown paper. Nee, meneer, he growled, niet goed, and he pushed papers and package and all to me, as if he was mortally offended. Hey, meneer, I ejaculated, who is that? Kom toch, wat is niet goed? Geen zegel, geen zegel, he thundered magisterially, with a contemptuous toss of the brown formulier in my direction. Like a shot, he turned to a schoolboy of fourteen at my elbow, who had meantime been studying my writings and reading them audibly to his companions. And u? he inquired. I felt dismissed, if not disgraced, and no investigation of my belongings could throw any light on my blunder. The brown manuscript was at fault, I knew, so as the best thing possible I entered a solemn declaration opposite the hiernevens, a pakje met zeven zegels, and booked the same remark on a convenient spot on the white paper. This done, I returned to the charge promptly, but with much inward apprehension. 
the queue of people pushing forward to buy stamps and send things away and generally to transact business had grown to a long line nearly to the door humbly i took my place at the end of the file about twenty minutes off the amptenaar it wasn't quite twenty minutes but it felt longer for every now and then the amptenaar glanced up when he had served a customer and his eye invariably fell on me it was a long drawn-out agony that approached the loquette under official inspection so to speak and i had plenty of time to register a silent bet with myself that the authorities were not done with me they'd be sure to give me another journey to the stationers and so they did without deigning to look at my official guarantee about the seven zegels the postal radamantos began with vitriolic self-restraint ik heb u gezegd er moet een zegel op o oh, meneer i burst out in hot indignation hoe kunt u dat zeggen kijk het is allemaal zegels and indeed the parcel was almost completely coated with wax a spasm passed over his face and he controlled himself by a severe effort ik heb u al meermalen gezegd his voice rose higher and higher and he bit off the words as if they were poison hier moet de afdruk van het zegel komen hier and he waved a white hand over the coloured formulier and finally dropped this thumb like a pancake over a lozenge-shaped diagram filled with dutch and french words hier ah yes just so now i saw it was wanted and i departed speechlessly to the sealing-wax shop again by this time i was quite domesticated there so i took a good rest and then put a formidable seal on the lozenge in half an hour i was back again on the premises of radamantos at the end of another queue wondering if i could reach the loquette before it would be closed for the day you see all that marching to and fro and arguing with officials and cooking sealing wax and waiting your turn in a crowd swallows up an immensity of time at last i was before the little window and handed in the documents ja ja the zegel is in order in order meneer he added with a cherubic smile best maar maar wat hebben we hier he muttered as he perused my other remarks on the papers he appeared somewhat nonplussed by my opmerkingen as to the contents of package and ran his pen through all my art criticisms then suddenly said roughly heet u rebecca o'neill this was so unexpected a query that it threw me off my guard and i answered in english do i hate her oh no on the contrary i am sincerely attached to her but why do you ask he said excuseer and called another antenaar one who talked english this new functionary opened fire at once sir is your name rebecca o'neill bless my heart i said not at all that's my aunt in that case sir you have sent the package to yourself and filled in the declarations all wrongly is there no way i said in despair to send this thing off i have been all morning labouring at it and i can't get rid of it would you mind accepting it as a gift 
just a little friendly gift, you know, as a token of my appreciation of the post-office arrangements. Or would there be any objection to my leaving it here, lying on your desk? It's quite harmless, perhaps even elegant. That depends on taste. But I don't care for it any more. It's no further use to me. Will you have it? Oh, hey, you mean it is of no value? No value, not the least, I said glad to see a chance of disposing of it. Then you can send it off as, well, what we call monster zonder waarde. Monster, monster, I remember not your English word. Oh, said I, it is all right as it is. You don't need it translated. Monster is quite good English, and very expressive. Then, said he, that is it, worthless monster. That must you write on the package. Then will it cost you a double chip, and it will go off at once. No wax will be needed, and no papers. No trouble of any kind. I am delighted with your kindness, said I to him. You have relieved my mind. Will you put the name on it now? He inquired courteously, reaching me his own pen from behind his ear. Please write legibly the English declaration. I shall do the Dutch for you. It must be plain." "'If you don't mind,' I said, "'as you are so kind, might I ask you just to write both English and Dutch?' A glance had shown me that these curious words would have to come uncomfortably near my aunt's name, and as my aunt is rather a particular old lady with very definite notions about her own dignity, I judged it prudent that this title of distinction with which she was going to be invested should be drawn up in other handwriting than her nephew's.' She had a hawk's eye, and could detect every scratch I made with the pen. If it's not too much trouble, please put the whole declaration on it yourself. You'll find a place here, I said, turning over the unsightly object. There is little room left here, I think, just beside the address. He looked it all over. It was quite true. The parcel was all a mass of red wax and NJs, except round about the address, where we'd kept the wax well off it for fear of infringing some other regulation. English first, he said, making use of the vacant space. And, in Roman letters, just after my aunt's name, he boldly penned the mystic words, first in English, and then, in brackets, in Dutch. This is how it ran. To Miss Rebecca Fitzgerald O'Neill, worthless monster, open brackets, zonder waarde, close brackets, Borland Castle, Killery Bay, Ireland, Connemara. After that, I wouldn't touch the parcel. I declined all further responsibility in connection with it, and leaving it with him, retired as from a good day's work. As I knew my aunt, I felt sure she would appreciate the delicate compliment implied by the proximity of the postal notice to her name. This indeed proved the case when I visited her later in the autumn. I drew a veil over our interview, but happily my aunt is fond of a joke, and when I told her my adventures of that morning, she laughed as she had not done for years, until I flattered myself she had forgotten the queer declaration on her package. At the end, however, she suddenly drew herself up, and, raising a reproving finger, said, "'Well, it wasn't your writing, or I shouldn't let you off so easily, Jack. But what kind of a functionary was that?' now, who would dare, in your presence, to insult your aunt? 
in my young days a lad of spirit would have called out a villain like that yes or a fellow that ventured on the twentieth part of such an atrocity jack jack where's your chivalry calm yourself my dear aunt i retorted it's only that you don't catch the niceties of a translation but you'll pick that up soon enough if you go over with me to the hague next year never said my aunt firmly End of chapter 10